Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Hello and welcome to episode three of Parent Pod. This week we are going to be sharing the beautiful Marley's birth story. But uh, before we get into that, how are you ladies? I'm good. Yep. Just uh, same old, same old. It's like Groundhog Day at my house at the moment. <laughs> Why? Ah, oh, just, you know, just, I feel like it is a little bit like that, especially when Zane, um, he's been off work. So I don't know. I just, I'm kind of looking forward to him going back so I can have my own space. <laughs> bit of normality. Yeah. I mean, I've loved having him here, but, um, he can like go back to work now, but he's going back on Monday and I'm sure I'm going to miss him a lot when he actually is at work. So yeah. <laughs> Does Zane listen to the podcast? <laughs> no, um, he hasn't listened yet. So let's hope he doesn't. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> and how are you, Georgia? Yeah, I'm good. We just got home. So yeah, as hard as it was to leave Wanaka, it's actually really nice to be home mm. and getting settled. Although I'm already looking forward to going back down there. So. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah really yeah, how nice. How are you, yeah, good. Just kind of following on from last week. We've nearly finished the packing for the big move and um, just been cleaning the upholstery, which if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have think that was the most boring thing you'd do with your afternoon. But actually now I love it. How satisfying is it seeing the dirty water on one side? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. honestly, I feel like it's mum porn, that stuff, because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it is so satisfying. Yeah, just even talking about stuff like that these days, it just really gets me going. <laughs> yeah, I'll literally like send a video to friends and family members of me like pouring the dirty water down the sink just to be like, how gross is this? But how good that it's not no longer in my sofa. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what my life so is. Good. <laughs> is it with your um Bissell spot cleaner? Yes. Gosh, oh, yeah. I is love it. A push present? Um no, it wasn't actually. Um my husband actually bought it for himself because he loves oh. cleaning the carpet so much. Oh. I know. <gasps> I can know. he come do mine? He can come <laughs> to my house if he wants. Um so it's like a bonus for me because he actually bought it for himself. But it is good. We do it we do it probably every three months, all the sofas. So it's actually quite disgusting thinking how gross they get just in three months. Mm. Are you taking it with you? No. <laughs> Check that is on, like, to take it as checked um, luggage with you. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine taking it? Did you take it on holiday with you? <laughs> Honestly, Probably those things should. are great. Yeah, I've got one. It's great. They are really good. Very satisfying. So what is on top for both of you this week? Um, for me, I have just gone absolutely crazy and, um, cleaned out my pantry. And I've got to say the before photo was that I sent you guys was so embarrassing. And can I also just add in brackets that before that photo, I'd actually emptied out, like thrown out probably 60% of stuff that was in there. So that wasn't even like the real before photo. So you um, cleaned before I'd cleaned the before photo. Before the before <laughs> photo. And the before photo was terrible. So, yep, I cleaned out my pantry and I bought like all these tubs for it. Um, organized everything, put them all into tubs, bought myself a really exciting label machine. And I hope Zane never listens to this because I didn't tell him I bought it. So where does he think it's coming from? I don't know. I was thinking of telling him that I might just say that Catherine gave me her one to use. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, hopefully he never listens. But um, yeah, I just got a really cool label machine and it's just going to make my life a lot easier. So I mean, in the long run, it's fine. Yeah, so that's what's on top for me. And I'm just going through this really crap, like this phase. I need to organize everything because my, my life is, my house is like chaos since I've had mm. a second child. 
Maybe you're pregnant again. Maybe you're nesting. Yeah, maybe. God, I hope not. No. <laughs> that would just be the worst. So <laughs> I think it's just um, just needing to clean, like just feel. Have a cleanse. Yeah, because I wake mm. up and I, it, I just feel cluttered. Like it just makes you feel yuck. So, well, it makes me do anyway. You do feel so much better when your house is clean and tidy. Oh, yeah. What about you, Georgia? Um, following on from coming home, really, we were a little bit not worried about getting Harry back into a routine, but he started to lose the plot a little bit when we were on holiday. And, yeah, it was just amazing how quickly he just slipped back into it. He was so excited when he woke up this morning and we were Aww. back home and he was playing with his, all his toys and... Aww. It was honestly like Christmas for him again. He just wanted to get straight back out onto the trampoline. And we were a bit worried that he wouldn't want to sit in his high chair because down in Wanaka we've got... We were just like letting him sit on a chair to have Mm. dinner. But he even seemed really happy to get back into his high chair. God, they love routine, don't they? And they love normality. Yeah, they really, really do. And obviously he loves it down there and it's like his second home. But yeah, he just looked really, really happy to be home. So that was really nice for us. That's so cute. Is oh, it's isn't it so interesting thinking that their the home that they live in now is their entire world like it's just their safe place for them yeah and we keep thinking when we went to Wanaka you know they have no idea how long we're going for no so for him to come back it was probably like finally because we had been away nearly three weeks which is a long time in yeah Mm. oh that's probably like an entire year for them isn't it yeah Yeah. so he was happy to just potter today which was really good oh Mm. nice while she unpack and do the washing and everything oh yeah all that fun stuff Mm. adulting (laughs) Yes. Yeah, what's on top for you, Catherine? Um, I was just thinking, I th- at the moment, what's on top for me is language for both the boys. Hugh's at a really funny stage where he is almost speaking a bit like an adult when he says things because he just he can say anything he wants to now and is so chatty but he he gets a sense he has a real sense of humor and he knows how to be funny with language now which is lovely like before bed I said do you want to wear the your pajamas with the stars on he went why not (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was quite cute and he started saying classic when whenever we do something that makes him laugh (laughs) so it's it's so interesting to to see him really enjoying language because he was quite late uh to speak we were we were quite worried actually because he just i think by the time he was 18 months he only had about five words and they were yes no mummy daddy and um and the cat's name is he but now he's caught up thank god which is great because he can he can express whatever he wants to with us and express his feelings and emotions which is lovely but now it's funny because Hector, who's 16 months, he's starting to get to that stage where he's getting really frustrated because he can't say what he wants to. And he has a lot more language than Hugh did at that age. And I'm not worried he he's, seems behind or anything, but it, he's like all children. He's going through that really frustrated stage. And you just want to, you'd love just to be able to give them the words to tell you what they want because it's just always like pointing and, uh, 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 you know, the, that noise that they make when they want something and I'm literally naming every fruit I can possibly think of whilst he's pointing at the fruit bowl I'm like nectarine mango banana apple (laughs) and he just goes no 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 back at me like what do you want so I just I can't wait for him to have a few more words so shall we get into the episode then yeah sounds good we all absolutely love a birth story especially now we've been through it twice each so we thought we would share our own birth stories with you all. As she was the first of us to fall pregnant and paved the way for Catherine and myself, Marley is going to share her birth stories with us today. Even though I've heard these before, I am so excited for you to share your stories with us, Marley. You're such a great example of how two births can be so different. Let's start with your pregnancy and birth with Mila. When and how did you find out you were pregnant? I think I was, uh, I just turned 24 and well I don't know I just like we weren't trying to get pregnant at all it was a very big shock uh I don't know when you just get that like feeling I just felt like something wasn't quite right so I went um and bought a pregnancy test 
and came home and did it and um yeah I pretty <laughs> was very shocked did you do it on your own or did they yeah. know you were going to take the pregnancy test no he had absolutely no idea so um just a wee back story I um have PCOS so I don't get regular periods so I didn't pre-children and we really hadn't been using protection for poor years probably like five years so I just thought maybe I couldn't get pregnant my period just was MIA and I, I don't know I, I still feel like I can feel how I felt like I felt like the blood drain from my body <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like really really shocked um, yeah I didn't actually children weren't on my radar or plan for at least early 30s I thought and did you think with the PCOS that it would be harder to get pregnant as well yeah I thought potentially I would need to maybe talk to some people closer to the time or like look into fertility specialists and stuff just because it hadn't happened already Mm, yeah of course and then how did you tell Zane Oh, I didn't do it like cool at all. I literally, <laughs> and you know what? I called him and I, he answered and the, all I said to him was, I'm fucking pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. I didn't even say hello. He answered and I didn't, I didn't say hello. Um, I just said, I'm fucking pregnant. And he was like, what? And, um, and was he at work at this point? Yeah, he was driving home, I think. So, yeah, we kind of were like, oh, okay. And then we hung up and um, he came home and we were talking about it. And honestly, I was probably 60, 40. Like, I didn't know if I actually wanted to go through with it to start with Mm -hmm. because I really just did, like, love my life. I was really happy. I loved going to festivals and going out on the weekend and... um, I just, I remember sitting in the lounge and I just cried and I said to Zane, I actually just don't want this to change. Like any sitting here with you right now, I don't want it to change. I don't want anything in our life to change. Um, So we thought about it for a few days and then we kind of thought we're in a good position to have a, have a baby. We own our own home. We've got good jobs and we kind of got more excited about it with mm. like as time went on. And did you talk to anybody else about it during that time? Other people who'd been in a similar position or parents? Um, I told my mum. I'm one of seven, so my mum is obsessed with kids and babies (laughs) and just she's nuts. Um, (laughs) And she was probably like the worst not the worst like, it was great it was obviously for her there was like no other option like why would you even think about mm. the other option you know and Zane talked to his mum about it and his mum said to him well I think if you've told me surely that's a sign that you're not going to you're going to go through with it oh that's so yeah, interesting that's yeah which was really interesting like looking at it from that perspective and what what was your view of of becoming a parent and I guess childbirth and everything that comes with, you know, falling pregnant? What was your view of that before it happened to you? So I was like really the view I had on birth and pregnancy was completely everything I'd seen on TV. Yeah. Um I was terrified. Hang on, you mean labour is not like they show it on the movies? No, it's not over with like a couple of pushes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and the first thing when I got pregnant, the first thought I I had was, oh my God, like I have to go, I have to go through labour, which Mm. yeah, leading, like I was just really frightened about that, I suppose, not knowing what could or would happen. Mm -hmm. And what was the rest of your pregnancy like? I had a really easy pregnancy actually with Mila. I didn't get any morning sickness. Um, The only thing, I was just like so exhausted. I was so tired in those first... Throughout? No, just the first, um, I would say first 12 weeks, I was just Mm -hmm. friggin' tired, like honestly. 
I would fall asleep at like five o'clock on the couch most nights. Um, but I suppose like working full time and stuff as well. I was oh, pretty, totally. pretty tired from that. And then did you find out the sex of the baby as well? Yeah. So I had this, I had this like feeling that it was a boy and I just kept going to like all the boy sections in the um, shops and stuff. And um, then we went to our 20 week scan and it was a girl, which I, um, I didn't care what I had actually. I thought Zane might be a little bit disappointed and I was actually like worried that he would have gender disappointment. But once we found out, I sort of asked him like, are you disappointed and he said no which was good so yeah um so was there anything did you do anything to prepare yourself for for labor or actually like parenting in general no nothing and I wish I had like hindsight looking back for the first one I kind of just was like my body's gonna know what to do you know everyone if I look too much into it I'm gonna freak myself out because that's my personality like I I do get really anxious about stuff and if I search hard out into things I get really worried so I thought no I'm just gonna be like kind of like going blind and the baby's gonna come out either way so (laughs) you're just trusting your body yeah I was I was trusting my body yeah but I really wish that I had done some preparation or just like read some books even (laughs) or yeah yeah, I didn't really nothing did you do and did you do any like um breastfeeding or antenatal classes or anything oh I did a breastfeeding course and I found that like kind of helpful not super helpful and I walked out thinking man all these first-time mums the pressure that they're going to be feeling right now to be breastfeeding I walked out thinking well shit if I don't breastfeed like I'm pretty much like failing my child Mm. so hopefully I can that's so intense to be feeling that before you go into it yes and I thought there's like 30 other women here who are surely they're gonna feel the same way that's just like uh, yeah it was a bit but also did you think breastfeeding would just be a breeze I did I thought it would just was like a natural thing that would happen and yeah I just (laughs) had no preparation really other than that course but did you have an idea of what you wanted it to look like um going into birth yeah um we did make a birth plan I didn't 100% gel with my midwife so I kind of like my midwife kind of told me that, you know, I want a drug free birth and she doesn't do epidurals and things like that. So I kind of was in the mindset of like, OK, I'm doing a drug free birth with no epidural. That's fine. You know, that's everyone's vision of what they want. Um, and I think that's all we really planned for. Yeah, I just kind of felt like I was like a little bit mm, went in a little bit blind. <laughs> about what was going to happen and were you planning to birth at the hospital or or home birth i was planning on birthing at st george's which is the birth center birthing is it a birthing center is that what it's called i think so yeah i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) um the birth care yeah the birth care center i planned on um birthing wife-led center isn't it yeah so pretty much um i planned to go there um, because I wanted the drug-free birth and that's what they do there pretty much. I'm pretty sure they only have guests available for you. Mm-hmm. I have to say, looking at watching you from the start of pregnancy, you know, all the way up to the end of it, you were such a chilled pregnant person. Oh, you, just, <laughs> you really were. You made it just look so easy and effortless and you looked great all the time and you just I felt like you just like really had your shit together as well like you and you saying to me early on I've got my cloth nappies I'm ready to go yeah like I've researched all the things that I need for the baby like I've got it (laughs) yeah when I when I say that I didn't really like look into things things like that like cloth nappies and stuff I I did look into and I'm Mm. I'm the sort of person that like when I get hooked on an idea I spend like I'm not just like a few hours I spend like weeks researching (laughs) stuff um so I got the idea in my head I was like yep I'm gonna do cloth nappies it's great for the environment plus it's good for 
money wise. Um, yeah. So yeah, I went. I went down. A, you can go down a rabbit hole with that, and I'm sure that is a conversation for another day. But um, yeah, well, that's but you're really such kind. a great resource. Oh. Like you're the best resource for other people because I felt I didn't need to look anything up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I said I want to do cloth nappy, I just said Mali. What What do you use? <laughs> yeah. Research oh, done. Yeah. You're our Google. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel like I just I did have a really easy pregnancy. I didn't have any issues and it was all really smooth, which is nice. Jeez, just rub it in. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) And then how did you know when you were going into labor? So I went into labor. I was laying on the couch and my... Hang um, on a minute. Can we just go back to a few days before? When did you think you were going into (laughs) labor? (laughs) Okay, I forgot about that. So, um, yeah, I fully thought that my waters were slowly leaking and I was like oh my god my waters are slowly leaking I've got a what are they called it's a slow hind leak or something isn't it Marley you really haven't set the scene Marley and I were at an an antenatal yoga class doing like the pregnancy downward dog and Marley's like um Catherine I think my waters are broke and I'm having a slow leak (laughs) (laughs) but then even better is you carried on the class and afterwards were like, should we go for a, a drink to the, there's like a pub next door. And you were like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go and run to the toilet. You came back and you're like, yeah, I think my waters are broke, but stay to have a drink. Uh, and this is actually really funny. Cause like when my waters actually did break, I did something really similar. So I'll talk about that, about that soon. But um, I thought I was going into labor at, at after this antenatal yoga class. And um I went to the hospital and they hooked me up and they did a swab test and she's like, no, it's not your waters. It's just like fluid or something. You wet yourself. Probably pee. Yeah, probably peed myself. (laughs) Such an intense yoga class that you wet yourself. Um, But for the real deal, um, (laughs) I was laying on the couch on a Sunday afternoon watching TV and then like it actually was like the movies with Mila. I heard like a pop or I felt a pop Mm. and I quickly stood up and then the gush of water came out. How far along were you at this point? So I was um, 40 plus one. So I was one day overdue Um, and it was... Yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon, and um, we was like, you know, I just waddled to the bathroom, and Zane got me a towel, and you know, just double checked that it was, and it was. Um, How are you feeling at this point? So nervous. Um, I we I remember like I was like, oh my god, it's happening, it's happening, and <laughs> we we called Zane's mum and my mum and then Zane's mum was like should we go and have um go and have a drink or something so we actually we went to (laughs) Joe's garage after my waters had broken and got a coffee and I got some hot chips with gravy and I was sitting there and um her Zane's mum's friend met us there and I was like oh yeah my waters just broke about an hour ago she's like what are you doing here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, just, you know, just trying to make it normal. I know it can take a long time. I started getting, like, little niggles pretty instantly, like, just little ones. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is super manageable. We went back to Zane's parents' house and had dinner. And I was got my contraction timer out and I was timing them. And I called my midwife to let her know. And we sort of finished up dinner about seven and came home and I said to Zane yeah I'm I'm feeling a little bit like it's getting a little bit worse now and I tried you know waiting it out at home and I thought oh my god this pain is unbearable I'm surely I'm close to 10 centimeters this was like 7 30 so my midwife was like are you sure and I said yep yep I mean I can't handle this anymore and what were you doing at that point to to deal with the pain so it's kind of like I had a heat pack and just like kind of doing laps around the house at this point we drove into St George's and she checked me and she's like yeah you're just barely two centimeters dilated and I was like oh "Oh." that's the worst how does that make you feel I was like are you kidding surely this can't get any worse check again (laughs) yeah surely this isn't it and she told me to go home so we went back home and then 
at this point I got Zane to um, run me a bath and I hopped in the bath. Didn't really help. I didn't find the bath soothing at all. And what were your contractions doing at that point? My contractions were really irregular. So Mila was a posterior baby. So What's yeah, that? that's when, is it when they're facing, instead of facing down in the birth, like when they come out, they're facing up and they're sitting, it's like spine against your spine or like back against oh, back. Yeah, like back to back. Yep. So that's why my contractions were really painful um because they were all in my lower back and that's why my contractions were really like irregular like I was getting ones that were quite long and close together and I thought yep this is it and then I'd go a little bit further apart um so yeah I started doing bouncing on the ball and then I remember just laying in bed and I said to Zane um this is probably like 8 30 9 ish and I said, I actually can't do this anymore. Um, the pain is like unbearable. And I rang my midwife and she said, well, you can't go to St. George's if you want something more than gas for the pain. And at that point I said to myself, like, I need more than gas. Like, I need... Give me all the drugs. Give me all of it. She said, okay, well, if you feel like that, you need to go to Christchurch Women's. I'll meet you there. And then I was taken into a, like a little room, not a birthing room, just another room. And um, they gave me some morphine for the pain, which it did help. Like it helped the contractions a little bit. And then after being in the room for a little bit after the morphine, they transferred me to a birthing suite. And my plan was to have a water birth. So I got a room with a pool and I labored in there for a while before filling the pool up. And I I got regular checks to see how far along I was. And then um, quite a few hours had passed and I was told by my midwife that I was fully dilated and ready to go. So um, we filled the pool up. It must have been like one o'clock. So we got in the pool and I I pushed for like a few hours at that point in the pool and nothing was happening. A few hours you pushed yeah, for? Yeah, a few hours. You must have been exhausted. I was exhausted and I remember hopping out of the pool and I remember um, just feeling really defeated and I was crying to Zane and I said, something's oh. wrong. Like something is wrong. I, nothing is happening. I need like s- someone needs to come and have a look or something because I just don't like I, this shouldn't be happening. Or like yeah. surely so- after a few hours of being fully dilated, you surely should have had a baby by now. Oh, definitely. Your gut just tells you doesn't it I had my midwife I had a student midwife who was amazing and then I had my midwife came and asked me like in the middle of all me like crying and stuff if I could have if I minded having like practicing doctor in the room as well I remember saying to Zayn I feel like I'm at a zoo because everyone was just sitting around me just like watching me pace and there was like four or five people in the room and it was just like a really uncomfortable feeling and then yeah after me being like honestly this pain is excruciating something is wrong they got an obstetrician to come in and check me and she checked me and she was like why have you been pushing you're not even 10 centimeters dilated oh yeah so had you gone back had you ever been 10 centimeters i don't think so i don't know I don't think I had just because of the position Mila was in and stuff and she said to me I had my cervix had swelled from the pushing and because I had been being told to like push now I my body started like pushing involuntarily like how were you feeling at that point what was your mindset I was I don't think I was in a great place I was really scared And just the fact, like, I don't know, like, I just didn't have a, I didn't fully 100% like my midwife anyway. So, but yeah, so at that stage I was pretty terrified and I didn't know what was happening. And Zane had been on the phone to my mum quite a lot, like, updating her because it had been, that was about seven o'clock in the morning. So that that happened. Wow. And originally I didn't want my mum in the room with me. I just was like, I just want it to be a moment for Zane and I. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But my mum, after after hearing, she was just so stressed out that she just turned up. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, Yeah, she just turned up, which... (laughs) At the time, I was so, like, I was really glad she did come because I actually actually needed your mum. Needed my mum. And she's been through this seven times. So, you know. Oh, my goodness. Pro. Yeah. So that was really nice. She turned up. I got, the obstetrician said I needed an epidural. So in my mind, I was like, thank fuck. I didn't feel like. (laughs) Where have you been all my life? I was going to say, how did you last that long without an epidural? Well, I didn't, because my midwife said to me, I don't do epidurals. I'm not about that. I didn't feel like I could ask for one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows Um, how important that relationship is. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yep. So they gave me the epidural about eight o'clock. So I waited probably like half an hour. They got to me really quickly, which was amazing. Great. And oh my God, the instant relief (laughs) I had. They moved me out of like the luxurious suite with the pool and stuff into this like tiny little room, which was fine. And I just was on the bed and I actually could rest. Like I, I didn't go to sleep, but I remember like closing my eyes and I was resting for a couple of hours. But the thing is, as soon as I was told that I needed an epidural my midwife was like radio well um i'm just gonna go now and i was like (laughs) i was like what and zane was like where are you going and she said oh i'm just i'm just really tired so she left and i understand like if you've been having an all-nighter or like you've had like multiple shifts back to back absolutely fine but she left me feeling very confused really vulnerable because I didn't know Mm. these people oh definitely and quite scared because I just didn't know what was happening oh Molly but luckily the hospital midwives were great and thank god for Kate my student midwife she was really really great as well and how was Zane in all of this yeah he was really great he was he like speaking to him afterwards he said he was really scared of like he didn't really he didn't like seeing me like that and also didn't really know what was happening so it must be so hard yeah yeah I think that's definitely it so I got my epidural about 8 30 rested for a few hours about 12 o'clock they came in and they said to me right you're fully dilated you're gonna have your baby in your arms and a Hang on, you're actually fully dilated. Yeah. This is it. (laughs) I'm actually fully dilated. So I had the drip with oxytocin, is it, to dilate me. And about 12 o'clock they said to me, right, you're going to have your baby in your arms within the hour. And I was like, oh, yes, thank thank God. This has been a bloody ordeal. (laughs) (laughs) About time. Where is she? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so then I started, we started the pushing process again and three hours passed and she's still three more hours of pushing three more hours so yeah 12 o'clock you deserve a medal for your like contribution to pushing and labor (laughs) yes it got to three o'clock and she wasn't born yet um and actually they actually during that time they were like oh hang on a second she might be posterior looking at your contractions how they're not very um regular all of a sudden her heart rate started dropping and she was stressing because she was stuck in the birth canal for like quite a while I think because she came out quite her head was very cone shaped she was like cone heads you know that movie have you ever seen that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I love that movie when I was a child cone heads it's pretty creepy but like great but anyway she was like a little cone head (laughs) And all of a sudden the room was completely filled with people. Like it went from being my mum, Zane, me, my student midwife to like, we had like 15 people there. Wow. Yeah, we got the head midwife of the ward, which was amazing. She came in and she was like, right, we need to get this baby out right now. And she, mum said she just completely took control of the whole situation and that she was really great. And That's so good. Yeah. You need she, someone like that. Yep. She, they tried the Kiwi cup, which is that wee suction thing. Um, oh, yeah. Is it like the Vontus? I th- maybe. Yeah. She called it a Kiwi cup, but maybe. And they try, they put it on like the top of their head and try and suction them out. 
How big is it? Like when they... Like, I wasn't I, looking. I, just, <laughs> I didn't see I it. I picture like a plunger and then just like <laughs> sticking a plunger up there and whipping them out. That's no? also what I envisioned as well. Um, or like a little, um, you know, like a period cup. Have you ever seen those? Yes. Yeah. yeah, like a little period cup that they stick on their head and like suction them out. But obviously it's not a period cup, so... And what's it attached to? Like a hoover type thing? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, bring your Dyson with you to birth. Um, I don't know. I didn't actually look. I wasn't in the frame of mind of looking. I was just like, get this baby yeah, out of me. Get it out. So the suction cup didn't actually work. And ah. she, so she said, right, we need to do an episiotomy quickly. And so they did. And then they used the forceps to get her out. Um, she came out. She was born. Yeah, <laughs> she was. <laughs> she was born at four forty p.m. the following day after my waters broke at three o'clock the day before. Wow. Yeah. So she was born eight pound eight, and I had a lot of tearing down there as well. I don't know when I asked them how many stitches I needed. Um, while he was stitching me up, the guy that came in to do it, he wouldn't actually tell me. So I don't know how many I needed, but it was very Maybe s- best not to know. Yeah, I yeah. think it was one of those situations where it's like you probably don't want to actually know this. <laughs> and I think I did that like really awkward thing where I was like to him because I was so off my face. I was like to him just. <laughs> Just add an extra stitch in there, you know, make it nice and tight. <laughs> did you say that? I did. I said that. And Zane, oh my goodness, that's Zane so looked, good. he looked mortified, like absolutely. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, and the, he just like, the, the person doing it kind of just like awkwardly laughed. <laughs> they must hear all sorts. They would, honestly, it's, Yeah. <laughs> He was probably like, so that girl over there in uh, room 402 needs the gas turned down. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, just remove it. (laughs) um, They stitched. I got stitched up. I actually lost a lot of blood. I lost 2.2 litres of blood. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Is it like a, what do they call it, a hemorrhage or something? I was pretty, like I was actually pretty messed up, like my body for quite a few days afterwards um we ended up needing to stay for five days because of my blood loss i needed three blood transfusions that's so many i couldn't actually walk or like pick her up myself because of the epidural as well but i couldn't walk probably i'd say three days i couldn't stand just because oh I felt like really lightheaded and just couldn't. And how were you feeling in yourself at this point? I felt like a bloody superhero <laughs> after having her. And <laughs> you are. I mean, technically, I didn't push her out, but man, I did honestly probably about seven hours of pushing, I reckon. I, um, yeah, I don't even, think you can ever say you didn't push that baby out. <laughs> I felt on top of the world. Like, I just kept. I was so proud of myself for having this baby and I would I was staring at her and you know they say like you're um you're so like high on oxytocin like your own body that your own body has made that you just can't sleep <laughs> and really that first night is when your baby still pretty much thinks they're in the womb so you mm. should you should sleep but um I didn't I was just staring at her and I was Aww. just like oh my god like I've just made this little human and I've been through all of that. I feel amazing. You are a rock star. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we she ended up being quite jaundiced. So um, we had to stay to be in like a wee incubator for 24 hours with like the um, the light therapy on her. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a little sunbed. Yeah, yeah, like it. And she had those little sunglasses. Um, That is so Mila. Yeah. (laughs) She was rocking the sunnies at um, two days old. And how was it? How were you postpartum, like in those first six weeks or so? I felt like, which is amazing considering the way I felt when I got pregnant, I felt like I was like made for this. I literally... It's so nice. Yeah. I felt like, oh my God, this is my... This is what I'm supposed to do. And I loved every single bit of it, actually. 
it was so nice just being at home with her and Zane got a week off so he was um he was at home with us I just felt amazing yeah really enjoyed it I remember seeing you when Mila was three weeks old and I've just never seen you happier it it just really was like the making of you you really were born to do this and you were just so just so happy Mm. yeah it was like just, it was pretty inspiring oh. for, you know for somebody about to go through it yeah I thought, oh it's the best thing ever like yeah. it's a breeze yeah I honestly I really thought it was the best thing ever she was a really easy baby actually so um I felt pretty lucky in that respect like didn't she was just cruisy hence why you thought screw it let's just go for another yeah, yeah. When, when did you decide that I don't think I would fully process my birth and how traumatic it was until probably a couple of months later. I really Mm. thought about it and I was like, oh my God. And I thought, I don't want to go through this for a while. Um, I don't think I really felt, I didn't have the thought of wanting another baby until Mila was probably like nine or 10 months old. And I thought, okay, I could do another baby I not now but I do want to at some point I do want to have another baby we decided that we wanted them close in age not as close as you guys but (laughs) (laughs) you're nuts we wanted them close in age but um because Mila had sort of just started sleeping through the night and um we actually didn't want to be like too used to that we kind of felt like we we're kind of getting our lives back a little bit and I wasn't breastfeeding her anymore and I felt like a little bit freer and we were like okay we don't want to get too used to this if we want to have another baby we should do it before we're like yeah we we, we love this life again you know what I mean yeah oh totally whilst yeah. you're in the trenches you might as well stay in there yeah so um <laughs> we wanted Layla no <laughs> She was was planned. That's the word I'm looking for. She was, yeah. Mila never listened to this podcast. (laughs) Sorry, Mila. Um, Yeah, Layla was planned and we probably decided in about July of 2020 that we would start trying again. And it took us a couple of months to fall pregnant. It was actually, because I hadn't experienced that before, trying to fall pregnant it was like each month waiting for my period and when it would come it was really disheartening like I'd get quite down about it and I thought I would think oh god like because you hear about people struggling with their second so we tried for a couple of months and then got pregnant in October with her which was really exciting did you change did you change anything in those months to try and help you fall pregnant or so it I started using ovulation sticks um, to try and track when I was ovulating and I was using like the flow app I didn't actually tell Zane that I was using the ovulation sticks because I thought it like he was fully on board for trying to get pregnant but I thought I thought it might sort of take away the fun of it you know if he just knew that I was only having sex with him to get a baby <laughs> which Jane also don't listen to this podcast no he's actually said that to me before he's like I feel like you only had sex with me at that time to get pregnant and I I haven't denied it so um <laughs> sorry Zane um so yeah the old the old saying to stop trying and you know don't think about it actually helped with me um because yeah I do stress about stuff and I do get Mm. really anxious about stuff so I stopped doing the ovulation sticks and things and then I got pregnant the first people I told were you two (laughs) before (laughs) I remember this so clearly (gasps) before telling Zane I sent a photo into our group chat of my double line stick so yeah then I was pregnant again which was really cool woohoo woo so how was um, how would you say that pregnancy was in comparison to your pregnancy with Mila? I think I must have found out really early. I thought, oh God, am I even pregnant? Like I don't even feel pregnant. But I literally got to six, I feel like it was six weeks to the day and I had morning sickness, but not vomiting. It was just 
constant nausea all day like all day which was different to Mila so I thought oh maybe this this is a boy what did you do for your morning sickness did you take anything or well I lots of beige food I actually contacted you about this Catherine about how to manage this because you had such a rough time with Hugh on your instructions I um just bought like heaps of crackers and stuff for work um and then also that hydrolyte drink was it that you oh yeah ginger and something ginger and lemon was it yep and I um opened my one the other day and took a whiff of it and it brought back all of the memories yeah never again i haven't done that i actually think i threw it away because i was like i don't even want to risk wanting to like go i don't even want to look at that no No. it's like when you um you know like when you smell zambuca or you know Mm. your like drink a drink mine's tequila mine's red wine oh is it red that's so unfortunate that it's red wine at least i can escape zambuca Mm. Gross. When you smell it, it just like it does just give you the shudder of like the morning hangover from hell. Thinking, why did I think that was a good idea? Yeah. To do. Yeah. Number ten. No. Oh God. <laughs> and then, how was the rest of pregnancy? Pretty good. I was working full time. Also had a toddler. Um, You're amazing. <laughs> thanks. I just wanted to like earn as much money as I could before going to having two children and you know not having much of an income so other than that I had a pretty easy pregnancy again no complications um did you find a different midwife this time for this pregnancy hell yes (laughs) (laughs) I actually went with a lady who I tried to go with when I tried leaving when I tried leaving my previous midwife, um, <laughs> you had your breakup. Yeah, when we broke, when we broke up for a bit, but she was busy, like she's too full. So, um, yeah, I contacted her straight away, and she was amazing. She's like young and really relatable and so fashionable. Honestly, <laughs> those are probably the top three most important things when looking for a midwife. Yeah. Are you going to look? great at my birth <laughs> honestly she was just like effortlessly fashionable every time I go to an appointment I'd be like man <laughs> what you're wearing is great so um yeah I really clicked well with her I'll just say like when I got when I found out I was pregnant with Layla I was really excited but I got really anxious I think it started getting probably peaked around 20 weeks I was like okay I'm halfway now I kind of forgot about it and I thought oh my god I'm on the downhill like I'm slowly getting closer to birth I'm really scared like really scared and I was kind of like losing sleep over it at night and stuff because I just thought it would happen again and I remember having lots of conversations with her and she assured me that it wouldn't be the same it would be so different and I kind of remember thinking like oh my god of course you're going to say that, but in the back of my mind, I was like, it's not, it's going to be the same. I just know it. I um, decided that this time I wanted to, even though I'd been through it before, I wanted to actually like research or like become familiar with birth and labor. And I wanted to do hypnobirthing and I just wanted to like get in a better mind space. So I read a really great book called Mindful Hypnobirthing by Sophie Fletcher. That was really good. And then I also did the um, Your Birth Project course, which was so good. Like, honestly, I rave about it all the time. It completely just like put my mindset in a really positive place. Um, And I felt like it really prepared me for birth and I felt really confident this time going into it which was nice oh that's so great that you felt yeah so empowered going into it what would you say was the biggest contributor to you feeling like that was it the your birth project yeah I think so yeah um yeah so I think your birth project and the book probably helped me and I think also having a really positive midwife who kind of understood my insecurities around birth really kind of help yeah she sounded amazing yeah and you found out the sex of this baby too um yes we weren't going to (laughs) we were like nope we're gonna have a surprise this time what did you think it was a boy because of the morning sickness yeah and I kind of like in my head I was like oh my god I'm gonna have one of each like you know kind of 
dreamt of having one of each but now obviously we wouldn't change it there'll be such like i whenever i think of two girls together i always think oh they're going to be the bridesmaids at each other's weddings yeah that's so gorgeous yeah yeah (laughs) they'll be the best of friends already they're the best i know mila always says layla's my best friend it's really cute and then how did you know that you're going into labor with layla um i went into labor at 39 weeks and three days I got up to Mila had woken up around 9:30 ish and she wanted another milk so I just made her a milk just to get her to shut up and go back to sleep because <laughs> I was exhausted at this point and then because I made you were nearly 40 weeks pregnant yeah so I made her the milk get put it and she went back to sleep and then I needed to go to the toilet and I wiped in like my um mucus plug I noticed my mucus plug came away and I was like oh okay so that was about 9.30 and I laid in bed for a bit and about 10 o'clock thought I might be in labor because I was getting little twinges, like just little ones. And I just was laying there and I woke Zane about 10.30 and I said to him, oh, I'm possibly in labor, but it's like early stages, go back to sleep and I'll wake you up when it gets worse. I thought I'll just labor by myself, you know, go in the lounge if I need to. Um, I think at this point you also messaged our group chat saying, guys, I think I'm in early labor. Yes. Honestly, uh, about 10 minutes after saying go back to sleep to Zane, I was like, oh, I think we, we might have to call your mum, Zane, because she was coming to watch Mila. And then we kind of went back and forth for a couple of minutes. We're like, do we call her now? Do we wait till it's close to the time? And I said, no, just call her, let her know. So she she came over Um at around 11 and she looked at me and she's like oh you should have you called your midwife yet and I thought no because I had this like little printout on my like board in the kitchen and the one that has like stages of labor and I thought nope I kept pointing to it being like nope I'm still in this first stage of labor like I'm still here I don't need to call the midwife and then I had a contraction and she was like you should probably call her and I said no no I'm just gonna hop in the bath so Zane ran me a bath he rang the midwife while I was in the bath because his mum was like, ring the midwife. And this random lady answered the phone, not my midwife. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> like, who is this? Because I'd met the backup midwife that week and it wasn't her either. So it was like the backup's backup. I didn't even realise that was a thing. No. So my midwife was sick um, and my backup midwife was off duty for the weekend. Um, just my luck. Um, and she said to me, Zane told her what was happening and she said, oh, you know, I'll give you a call back in half an hour. Sounds like you're in early labor. And I said, can I have the phone? So I took the phone and I was like to her, I feel like I need to wee. It kind of felt like I had a UTI. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, oh, right. I'll leave the hospital right now. So she got to my house within like 10 or 15 minutes. How were your contractions at this point? Really manageable, which made me, I kept saying to everyone, look, I'm just in early labor. <laughs> like, you know, chill out. Chill out. They were really manageable. Um, How far apart? Quite close. <laughs> They're going for like 30 seconds, like every minute. But I was just breathing through them, using the techniques like read about and learned about, which was great. So she arrived, she looked at me in the bath and she, we got out of the water I went on the bed and she checked me and she said like, well, I can't feel your cervix. And like, honest to God, I I nearly cried because I thought it was what was happening last time with, I thought she was going to be like, you're like one centimeter dilated. And like the, it was painful, but I was, it was manageable. And I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, like, come on. Here we go again. (laughs) Here we go again. And I think it was just like triggering a memory Mm. of like potentially going through the same thing. Then she looked at Zane and she goes, we need to go right now. You're fully dilated and I can feel like the waters, like the sack of waters. You should probably, like, we really need to go right now. Oh, my goodness. What were you thinking at that moment? I was thinking, like, what the hell do I wear? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was completely naked. So I got up and I started, like, (laughs) 
flicking through my wardrobe and the midwife was like to me, um, we need to go right now, like just pick something. This lady I'd never met before. And I was like, oh, so I was like, what do I wear? Oh, and she goes, how about your dressing gown? So I just was naked and I put my dressing gown on and we grabbed the bags and put them in the car. And she said, I'm just going to follow behind you just in case you need to pull over. And at this point I was like, is it really this, like, is it really this serious? Am I going to make it to the hospital? Yeah, I was in the car, had a couple of contractions, just had the window down and like the breeze in my face (laughs) while Zane was going like 80 Ks and like 50 K zone trying to get there before I had the baby um, was really nice. And I managed to... (laughs) (laughs) What a lovely breeze. (laughs) I managed to, you know, like breathe through the contractions in the car as well. Got to the hospital, parked the car and we like went upstairs and they put me in a wee room. And I climbed onto the bed and I was kind of like on all fours. I just like felt as soon as I got into the room, felt the need to like push and I pushed and my waters broke. And that was like instant relief down there. Yeah. And then I'm not even joking, three pushes, maybe even two pushes later. And um, she was born. That is just amazing. And she was born, um, I remember I was pushing and I said to Zane, oh my God, I didn't even get to use, I bought like like flameless candles um and I'd made a birth playlist and I said to him I didn't even get to like use any of that and he's like do you want me to put some music on my phone and she was born to um don't stop me now by queen yeah she came out like they gave her to me and I was just like what the what the hell (laughs) (laughs) where did this happen what and um yeah so from arriving at the hospital to having her in my arms was 18 minutes that is nuts Molly yeah the opposite with Mila isn't it (laughs) I was not expecting it and she was nine pound three so she was pretty big compared to Mila completely drug-free birth like super manageable like and I I don't want to be that person that says oh it didn't even hurt but like it didn't actually really it wasn't it was enjoyable it's weird to say that Oh, that's, I don't know. But that's so, I guess the word maybe is like healing. Yes. F- um, from your last birth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was great. I didn't have any tears or anything. I also think as well for you, that birth didn't just happen. You know, you actually worked really hard to get that birth. You, you yeah. created mm. it. You did the... I don't want to say training, but you put in the work to actually get yeah. that birth that you deserve. So don't yeah. don't think of yourself as lucky. Oh, thank you. It's completely about like the frame of mind I was in leading up to it, I think. Which is amazing considering your experience with your first birth as well. Yeah. And not to say I wasn't frightened because, I mean, you're you always, always are. You're always scared of the unknown. And I felt incredible again afterwards. I didn't have the same sort of feeling I did with Mila. Like when they gave me Mila, I cried because it was such such a long process Mm. to get her. And I just kind of was looking at Layla and I'm like, oh my God, like you're born. And then I remember sending photos, (laughs) sending photos of like selfies to the group chat. Um, (laughs) By the time we woke up in the morning, we had, I think I'm in early labor here's me with the baby and yeah. I'm home all in yeah. the space while we were asleep. Yeah. So my plan to go to St. George's for a couple of days of like one-on-one time with Layla didn't go ahead because they were fully like at capacity. So I just ended up going home at five o'clock. So I got there. She was born at one oh eight, and I left at five o'clock and went home <laughs> in my dressing gown. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so it was quite funny because I put Mila to bed at like 6.30 and by the time she'd woken up in the morning, I was at home with a baby. (laughs) It was really weird. (laughs) How did she find it? She was a bit confused because I went in there and I said, someone's here to meet you. And she was like, who? (laughs) (laughs) At this time of the morning? (laughs) And then she came out and um, she saw her and she was really excited. She was like, oh, it's my baby sister. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. The birth I definitely needed to have after having Mila's birth. Thanks so much for sharing. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good birth story? I know. I even like, <laughs> just, I love listening to myself talk about it. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, it was so nice, wasn't it? Because I mean, I only say it every now and then. 
If you enjoyed our chat today, we would really appreciate if you could subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts or follow us on Spotify and give us a rating. Um, Next week, we've got Simone Anderson, who talks to us about all things motherhood and raising wee Asher, mostly in the Auckland lockdown. So yeah, that was a really, really great chat. So we can't wait for you guys to hear it. Mm. Very excited. Right. See you next week, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.